the Team Seal podcast, and you've got your host, Sam Bud, and your co-host... Adam, also known as Kev. So it's going to be the Sam and Kev podcast, we've not decided yet, we'll get there. It's definitely the Team Steel podcast. Anyway, um, so a bit of background about myself. Um, I've been at Sheffield since I was six or seven. Um, I've been all the way through the programme, I've gone through JO3, JO2, JO1, went through to age group national, through to senior elite, um, which at the time was coached by Russ Barber, um, and then we've had a whole little, little bit of a reshuffle, um, and now I'm currently sat in the Performance 2 squad um, that's coached by Jack Moulton. Now, some of my major achievements are probably British champion uh, in 2019 in the 800 free. Um, most recently, 50-back national champion, uh, English winter nationals. Bit of a switch up, you know, what can I say? Um, but I've, I actually had a, had a year out recently. I went to Florida State. Um, and I've come back to Sheffield and just love swimming here again. Um, so I'll pass you on to Kev. So co-host Kev, also known as Adam. So I had a little bit different. I came through university, so I joined Sheffield Hallam. Uh, well, which obviously that's a great, there's a great link there between City of Sheffield and Hallam. Um, I'd like to say I'm quite a, like, jokey, don't like to be taken too serious. Um, uh, my biggest achievement, probably British Age Group Champion 2017, 1503. Bosh. Bosh. Unfortunately, I've not been able to go back down to them sprint distances, yeah, sprint events yet, unlike Sam. So um, that's oh, obviously the next goal. Jack's, Jack's not letting me go there yet. I'm, I'm convincing him still, but we'll get there. Um, yeah, so I didn't go through the squads. I came, I joined. Prior to COVID, uh, joined Senior Elite, and then due to COVID, there was setbacks, which uh, we can talk about later on. But um, And then currently, I'm also in P2 uh, with Jack, um, and I'm really enjoying swimming at the minute. Um, it's it's Sheffield's refound my love for swimming again. So Good stuff, good stuff. Today, we're joined by none other than, drumroll, the chairman of the club, John Hewitt. Round of applause. Afternoon, yeah, good, good, John. Right, so first off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, John Hewitt, uh, 55 years young. Um, young. Married Susan, got some colleagues in P2 with you guys. Um, and I work in Sheffield, and I've got the best job on earth in the uh, city of Sheffield as the chairman of the club. Good, good stuff. Um, so, what's your involvement being in swimming? Obviously, you mentioned your, your Cole's dad. Um, how's that been like going through through the ranks? Obviously, with I mean, I was going to say here it was a, it was a proper metro. It's been a couple of clubs. Um, you've you found your feet over at Sheffield. Um, so, so what's your involvement being in swimming prior to becoming the chairman? So basically, uh, I think I started swimming when I was about seven years old, and um, I got throughout my first squad for. Uh, not being able to dive to the bottom of the pool and get a weight, so I hit this little lad and I got through out of the club. You got through out of the club. <laughs> yeah, so that's been a, probably a little bit of a story of my life. Um, and then from there on, um, I got involved in, uh, in senior swimming, um, ended up a butterfly swimmer, went to Rotherham Metro. Uh, I met probably the most inspirational character of my life in, in Fred Furness. Um, yeah. Lovely guy. I've had him on a couple of England camps. Um, I'd actually worked with 
a family friend of his uh, during COVID. Uh, it, was, it was one of those weird connections, but it was just, you know, nice story I have to tell, I thought. <laughs> so, you know, Fred, Fred was an amazing guy. He coached me and, um, you know, instilled a lot of belief in me as a person. And, um, you know, the mot my motivation for swimming came from him. Uh, when he left um, Rotherham Metro to go to Norwich Penguins, I sort of like lost it a bit then. Um, yeah. I tried. I tried to come back to swimming when I was eighteen, and unfortunately, the coach at that time was probably more interested in me going to the pub with him than um, than swimming myself. And suddenly, you know, suddenly it burnt the bridges for me. Um, and I've got to be honest, it probably took me about five years after I packed in swimming to sort of realise I could do other things just as well. And I was struggling for that period of time. And I think that's been a, a really good lesson that I've learned coming through into Sheffield later on in my life. Good, good. So I've heard recently you've been appointed Yorkshire president. So could you tell us a bit about the drive for this? And well, uh, what are like some of your plans for the going forward? Well, I think joining City Sheffield, which to be honest, wasn't a job that I really wanted at the time. Um, my colleague, friend, boss, Mark Conroy, came into my office and said, oh, John, do you want to be the chairman of the city of Sheffield? Um, I went, oh, yeah, really? So anyhow, I ended up in this particular job and um, I was loving every bit of it, but it suddenly starts to grow in you. He seems to be part of your, everything you leave, live, breathe and sleep. And um, I thought, well, city of Sheffield, you know, we're a great club, but we need to have a bigger voice in Yorkshire and personally from my side as well you know not just loving swimming you know I used to play water polo as a kid um, you know I've seen synchronized swimming I've seen diving here etc and hopefully our position is probably one of the biggest clubs in uh, Yorkshire uh, and probably the most successful clubs I wanted us to have a voice and be part of what Yorkshire had to offer and uh, I'm really excited about 2023 for that role. Nice, nice. So you, you obviously mentioned there that you want to make it like sort of multidisciplinary um, in terms of Yorkshire swimming, but how specifically would you tie that into the, like the city of Sheffield like regime? So I, I, mean, I spoke to you before about like you want specific physio, S&C, nutrition, sports science, etc. But there needs to be like um, a game plan going forward. Like how would you put that game plan in place for the club? Well, um, so first of all, um, starting the role. I think my first meeting, the reception at Ponds Forge, I was told by uh, the out, uh, previous coach that we was in really difficult financial position um, with increasing poor eye costs. And this is all pre-COVID. And, you know, for me, financially, making sure that we're structured well as a, as a club for the continuity. And like yourself, Sam, you know, you've been here since you were six year old. And what's really important is City Sheffield swim squad is generations. I knew Fred as head coach of City Sheffield 24 year, 24, 34 years ago. That's 10 years older than me, John. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and so the fact is, this is an institution in the city. And with 400 uh, members in the club, uh, overall members in the club, it's really, really important that we, um, that we understand every element of the club. So... 
We have swimmers who come from outside like yourself, Adam. We have swimmers that are uh, developed from within. But ultimately, you come with dreams and ambitions. And our expectations club is to help hopefully fulfill that to the best ability we can. So we're not here just to say, okay, we offer you know, you know, 20 sessions a week for you for two hours a session. We want to offer more than that. And the truth is, uh, swimming is so scientific today. You know, so you've got your sports science, you've got your nutrition, psychology, all the aspects of swimming, and we've got to embrace every one of them. And dare I say, we're one of the biggest clubs, if not the best swimming club uh, in the country. We want to make sure that we tick every box and we need to be financially sound, we need to deliver a service and we need to have great partners in order to do that. And our partners are obviously the provider here, Sheffield City Trust, um, and also the universities. And obviously we're very, very tightly knit with Hallam University. Uh, I think we've had 42 um, students join our programme this year, but we need to do more with uh, the Uni of Sheffield as well so we provide a service so the reality is we've got to look after every aspect of swimming for the uh, for our geo force squad which is our disability program uh, for our p1 p2 which is our elite program and making sure everybody has got an opportunity and um, i was talking to the coaches just earlier this week about the growth from the bottom that's coming forward we'll need more more pool time with JOD uh, and JO1, we may need two squads. So it's everything's constantly moving with the Just the talking about that pool time, just to interject a little bit. Um, I mean, for us, we, sitting here, we, we all know that obviously we have multiple different pools that we swim everyone yeah. at. Um, I mean, the home base is obviously Ponds Forge, but talk to me a little bit about all the different pools that we've got going on and how we incorporate that into the City of Sheffield. So, um, actually, that's really topical, that, um, because for us, Everybody knows us as, as being at Ponds Forge, but the amount of pool time we need with the number of squads that we've got from you know P1 down to JO4 um, is we have, to, we have to spread ourselves. And as the club grows, continues to grow, we need more pool time in the city. So we are Ponds Forge, probably 80% of our time. Then we're also at Westfields, Concord. Um, Graves. Graves as well. Yeah, uh, King Edwards. And you know what, we, uh, we're obviously very busy, but it's really, really difficult to make sure there's continuity of the, the hours that, you know, uh, the younger ones are swimming, you know, we don't want them training at nine, 10 o'clock at night. And then also, also the fact is, you know, getting the coaches, getting coaches to be able to move from Ponds Forge to go to King Edwards. And I know yourself, Adam, you, do, you have to do that yourself in traveling around. So making sure it all works. And, to be perfectly honest, um, Mike, our head coach, he does an amazing job trying to make all this, the plans work and the continuity of it all. So uh, we are very, very fortunate. We've got some great pull time, but we'll, as a club that grows, we'll need more. Yeah, so um, going back to the point earlier about um, having the physios, sport nutrition, uh, I'm currently on sports science course, um, undergraduate. And uh, I'd like the idea of going into like an internship. So obviously sports science can break off into physio, it can be nutrition, psychology. So would that be a good starting point to get interns into? I know obviously Nathan is the gym coach for P1 and P2. Um, would you like the idea of having an intern from Hallam to work alongside him? Well, our, 
our aspiration is to the people you're somebody who loves the sport so you're going to deliver the best service possible you're going to understand the swimmers so much better than an outside person but also the fact is you'll have a desire to be in swimming because it's not the most uh, lucrative um, sport to be in so you have to have a passion and desire for that so our ambition uh, for 2023 uh, September is to start a uh, degree program where we employ coaches who are on degree courses so you would basically apply to the university I want to do, degree, do a degree in sports science uh, whatever aspect is coaching etc but also we will employ you then hopefully after a period of say three years we can then select the yeah. best coach so as I said to our coaching team uh, we're probably not going to be the highest paid coach but when you leave Sheffield you'll have a credibility that you go you're part of the best coaching program there is so that's a massive thing for us but like I've spoke to um, uh, you know the uh, physiotherapist guy the other week and the nutritionist is that I want us to be world-class and we our ambitions our ambitions should be world-class so every athlete that joins our program should have the best opportunity to exceed. So yeah, we've got to be, you know, fishers and loaves. We've got to do everything for nothing, but we've got to get the best out of it. And I think um, Mike uh, reiterated last summer, you know what, we just want it more. We just want the, and I believe that's where our coaching team's at at the moment, is they just want it more than anybody else. And I believe that's our success with our swimmers now. They, they're just in a programme that, you know, people are, are very passionate about what we do. Yeah, I think you've summed that up brilliant. I mean, I was going to throw it back to Kev and talk about uh, what it means to be part of Team Steel. I mean, so Kev, for those that don't know, Kev's been doing a bit of coaching as well. Um, dare I say it's some good coaching. Um, yeah, we're not going that far. <laughs> but um, no, it's I, great coaching. That's what it is, Kev. Great I, coaching. I watched it. I watched it. Um, but I just kind of wanted to throw it back to you, Kev, and, and talk talk to you a little bit about what it means to be part of Team Steel coming from obviously both perspectives like you know you've got the athlete perspective and you've got the coaching side of it yeah so I, I like I started here um, never thought I'd really coach to be honest I didn't I looked at swimming and I thought once I finished swimming I wouldn't want to stay into it but so this was when I was still at Newcastle my, my old club and then I came to Sheffield and the course I was on it was along with the course I'd had to start a placement and I'd self-sourced my placement so I went out my way and spoke to Mike um, and thought it would be a good idea to try and start a placement and see if I enjoyed coaching before I'd take hours from someone else who might be better or want it more so the placement was a really good opportunity um, and I know there's obviously another placement going on this year with it um, and then from there I obviously asked to do it more permanent because currently I'm with JO3 and JO2 both JO2 squads and um, I just really enjoy it. Like the, you get the don't, self. Don't listen to him. He's doing it for the Christmas presents. <laughs> uh, a lot of good Christmas presents, actually. <laughs> but um, I just there's a lot of self satisfaction when you swim yourself. But I like the other side of it where you get to help other people through it. So I feel like I've got a lot of self satisfaction. I've achieved a lot in swimming. I've achieved what I've wanted to achieve. But obviously, I've always got more. Hence, I still swim now. But the other side of it is helping other people swim fast and I really enjoy just going from the young like looking at the younger squads and like building it through because I feel like you need to build that relationship if you come up through the squads with certain swimmers 
it's it like you build that relationship and having a good relationship with the coach is vital in swimming fast and enjoying swimming having a good relationship they're probably the two key things in why I've swam fast do you do you think that by doing your obviously side of coaching how do you think that's been able to help you in terms of swimming do you think it's given like you a different perspective on on how you should go about your swimming or maybe like technical experience from seeing other people do it you can like transfer that into your own swimming yeah so I like I I'd like to think I'm quite technically like gifted in uh, I'm not like a sloppy swimmer I know like a good technique and stuff so but like picking up on little things, um, like you don't even like need like underwater cameras and stuff. Being on top of the water, I never realised this. Like you see so much, and when you get told like in saying a tough set when you're swimming, and Jack obviously for me will like give me a bit of feedback. But obviously my main goal is to swim fast through the set, and like it kind of the technical feedback I may get goes over my head because I want to just swim fast so would you say it's giving you that sort of work smarter not harder out yeah, of the yeah definitely yeah and that, that's a very big thing yeah so obviously looking at the younger ones and seeing improving their technique so when I first started on placement it's there was the youngest was I think eight year olds and like they've obviously grown up and where their technique was at the start to that where it is now it's like it's so much better and a lot of these are now progressing up to jail two now so um it's i like uh, this is what like the satisfaction i'm getting from watching summers progress up through the squads um and seeing them like enjoy swimming because obviously when they found out they were moving up they had a big smile on their face and that's that's kind of what if i was to be a coach that's what i'd want i'd want to make my summer smile yeah. i think you're just talking about that you moving up through the squads i think that's where we as a, I think we've transitioned from a, a performance elite centre, which was only about 12, 16 swimmers in the senior elite programme. Yeah, there, there wasn't a lot. There was probably no more than 18 at one point. I think that was the most we had. So, And I felt that everybody in the club sort of felt, oh, well, it's all about that elite programme, which was great if he was part of that. But if he wasn't part of it, he was a little bit ostracised. Is that yeah. fair, yeah? No, no, no. I, I, I think a lot of the fo- the resources were funneled into that top squad. But, I, I mean, I mentioned earlier I went to Florida State for a year. Um, but coming back, like, I've seen so many so many changes that you know, look really promising. Like, um, for example, like the JL4 squad that um, is, is coming in. Like, it's just, it's, it, the club is growing at a rate that, like, is nice to see. It's nice to see the progression there and it's nice to see the club expanding the horizons. Um, and, I mean... Obviously, we're taking a bit away from the boss there, talking to Kev, but um, I, I think I think John, you've done a great job, um, and I'm excited for what's to come. Yeah. Which leads me nicely onto this next question, which is um, pretty much like, where's your vision for Sheffield in the next five years? I mean, we spoke a bit about it here and there, but let's get it all. Well, the truth behind it is, two years ago, so COVID, we sat down, uh, me, Mike, Dan, um, and the couple of guys off the board etc said oh what's our plan for the next five years so we had this plan that we would want to get financial stability we wanted to start to grow the program well the truth is we achieved all that in two years so that was wonderful hold on, hold on. round of applause we're gonna, we're gonna edit in some, yeah. some big claps there yeah so uh, <laughs> so we achieved that in 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 two years so that basically said you know we want to be more ambitious 
So we, we're working on a, a 2032 plan. And it's very, very easy to say, oh, we want, you know, Olympians and things like that. But we're always going to, you know, we as a club, we will have Olympians. There's no, we've got, we've got kids coming through the programme today who are going to go to the Olympics. You know, they'll probably go to Paris, then they'll be the next lot. Next. So we're not really worried about that. What we're worried about is making sure that every swimmer has their opportunity to become the best they can be. So that's where this swimming club, and I think we have an advantage over a lot of our competitors as universities, because we're not just a university programme, and we're not just a, a junior swimming programme. So we're a programme that transitions, you know, again from yourself, Sam, six, six uh, years old to 27. I think Richard's 24 or 5, isn't he? He's, he is cracking on a bit. Don't tell him I said that, but... But you know what? So Rich, Richard's... Let's give him 24, because... <laughs> no, no, no. Don't put him at the same age as me, John. I'm no. not having that. All right, OK. We'll go, we'll go 25. But anyhow, Richard, <laughs> no. R Richard, Richard's um, a guy who's been with our programme for about five years, hasn't he now? Yeah. Um, and Richard's PB in, as Amber's PB in. And, you know, they're senior... You know, in fact, Amber was PBing like a junior the other, uh, last year. Yeah. So the truth behind it is that it's all about the environment that we provide. And from the business point of view, we've got to make sure that we look after our staff, look after our uh, swimmers and make sure, like, like you said, Adam, there early, you know, happy swimmers, fast swimmer. But there's a lot of, lot of ingredients to that. So the ingredients have to be that we have a solid financial business, so that's our plan for 2032. We need a board that becomes transitional, so if there's anybody out there who says, you know what, I can do a better job than John Hewitt, I'll put your hand up pretty quick, because uh, we always want those people. We want <laughs> ambitious dr driven people to, uh, to help take this club forward in every aspect. We want to be more business minded, so we don't want to be amateur as a club, so we expect our swimmers to be uh, professional athletes so we need to be a professional business and we'll, we've worked so hard on that on that transition uh, for the last two years and that is our our goal financially to be a business we need to be constantly investing in our business uh, we have to respect that our investment is part of our partnership with Sheffield City Trust with Hallam University and hopefully UniOff um, that we have to work together with them as a business plan that they know we're a valuable partner in what we do. And we bring 400 members into this facility every day. Um, and we want to make sure that um, we continue to progress that. And then our athletes get the best service. And as I said before, you know, it's not just, I don't want just um, a group of the sports science for, you know, the, uh, the elite programme. That should go through every squad. So, okay, you know, the eight-year-old doesn't need the same, you know, science support, but we have to have a mindset. And, uh, and we was discussing back at, um, with the team, we, we've had uh, management meetings about our strategy for 2032, and last one was at uh, end of November. And we said we wanted, like, you probably not remember, but, you know, the Liverpool had this boot room mentality where you know, the coaches come through. So the coach that's been with the club 20 years and he retires, then there's another one who's on his start of his journey. And we, we have a philosophy. So I would like our philosophy of Team Steel to everybody knows it. Everybody knows what the direction we're going in. 
Everybody knows what our mentality is. And I believe we've seen that. I've heard even um, at the Winter Nationals, people saying about how proud or how impressed they are with City Sheffield and what we do. And, you know, with the white jackets on everything, it's, the image is great. And we've got to continue to build that. And this Team Steel is a... Is a um, our strap line is about, you know, we work hard, we play hard, we support each other, and um, our our values are known through everybody, and all, everybody works on our values. No, I totally agree. Just just to add on top of that, um, I mean, you pretty much summed it up there really well, but literally, for me, Team Steel is team first. Um, I know it's an individual sport, but like you said there, it's the environment that counts, um, and I think... As, as cheesy as the saying is, a happy swimmer is a fast swimmer. And I think one of the key things I've noticed since I've been back is, like, I mean, I'll put it out there, I was, I was ready to hang up the goggles when I came back. I didn't think I'd be swimming. But um, Jack managed to convince me to come down. I was like, I'll have a few paddles here and there. And uh, I just enjoyed it that much that, you know, goggles came back, um, put them on, and I, I just started swimming. I started I enjoying you it. You the goggles up. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 I picked the right goggles up, the sprint goggles, I need them. Um, but no, I, I do think it's a testament to, to Sheffield and, and, and what we've been through. And I think the environment now, like like you said about the whole business plan, getting financial stability, even though it's not something that's on the forefront of everyone's mind in terms of like athletes and, and swimmers, you can see the, the sort of relief in a sense that... There's, there's no more stress about it like there was in the, in the COVID times. Um, and it's, it's just a much more like, enjoyable atmosphere. Not that it wasn't enjoyable before. I just want to clarify that part. But um, for me, like, I've, I've come back and I've just thought, like, fell in love with swimming again. Um, and it's always nice to see that because you know, there's new faces in the club and I'd come back and we'd got this whole new university structure, um, which we'd had before, but it was just much more developed. Like we, got, we now basically had like a performance one and performance two squad where there was loads of uni swimmers in that you know I I never would have thought we'd have had and seeing that growth for me is one of the things that like I I take a lot of pride and even though I haven't really helped them in that sense but it's it's just nice to know that you know my my home club like my my boy town club is is actually like going down the route that I've always wanted to see it go down and having that that happy fast swimming environment Uh, and it's just a it's just a great group of people honestly um, but I think it, it's it's all about energy levels. You know, you need you need your coaches who are motivated. You know, it's it's the toughest job on earth to be a coach. It really, really it's is. Time. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa. But you know, you know the number of sessions they have to get to. I mean, you got to look at it. And I'll speak for you know our coaching team, uh, led by Mike. That you know they're getting up at half past four. You know. Five mornings a week. They get Wednesday morning off. If Dan probably don't get Wednesday off. But they gain up at half past four. And I promise you, those guys do not wrap up coaching or communicate about coaching until half past eight, nine o'clock at night. Oh, John, I could talk for, I could talk for hours about Mike. I mean, he's, he's, he's been my coach since I was like 11. So that's... That, we'll, so our, our business plan on the back of that is the fact that we've got to make sure that they understand the lifestyle balance, which is really difficult for those guys. They're just so passionate. Oh, we want to be coaching, we want to be doing... But the truth is, there's only so much they can do. And, and again, it's quite funny is, prior to coming to Sheffield, I spent two years on a Thursday morning 
with Fred Furness discussing Sheffield, discussing what was good, what was bad, what do we need to do different, etc. So it's quite funny. Is I had like a, a two-year preparation, then Cole joined the program, and I had two years or a year and a bit sat on the you know the sidelines watching. So I was like interviewing everybody without them knowing they were being interviewed. And then suddenly, when I was given the opportunity, I was like a coiled spring, just ready to go, oh, we've got to do this, got to do that, got to move forward. And the truth behind it is... It's, it's, like, it's like a ball, isn't it? It's like, once you get the momentum rolling, like it's, it's hard to stop. And I think that's something that, that, one, the club does really well, and two, I think you do really well. I think once, once there's an idea and the ball gets rolling, it's like it keeps going, it keeps growing, and the, and, and the progression that we see is something that's just... Well, I, I, I have to be careful, though. I do have to be careful. And Braxton, uh, one of the directors, said to me, said, problem is, John, you've just got loads of ideas. So the truth is, Mike and Dan and Brax and Richard and Linda sometimes have to rein me back with, you know, oh, let's do this, let's do that. Okay. I, I, I just want to vouch for that. I mean, I do a bit of work for John at uh, his, his work in, in the warehouse. And honestly, he could buy my ear off about swimming all day. I promise you. <laughs> I have, I have to tell him I need to go do some work, <laughs> yeah. otherwise I'll get sacked. But, but the thing is, it's, you know, we've, we've got swimmers and we've got coaches, they're full-time professionals, right? We have to be equivalent to them. We can't just let them go, oh, by the way, we'll come back to you next week when we've got a bit of time to deal with this. No, I'm sorry, but, you know, their emails come in every, every minute of the day. We need to be on it all the time um, because that's progression. And it's easy to progress quickly if you're all on the same page. Yeah, agreed. Um, but Adam, from <laughs> from obviously we me and Sam are you know the you know the the inside guys now. So from from yourself, so how do you how's your overview of the club and and as a club? What's your thoughts? Yeah, with obviously your background from Newcastle and then coming in yeah so obviously Newcastle was a good club and like it was what I'd like the biggest thing I'd say is one of the biggest reasons why I came to Sheffield was it was it wouldn't even be at a big I wouldn't I'm not even talking about nationals here I'd be talking about just NERs and it would be the Sunday evening final session every everyone's got all their summers say it would be the last event a 200 fly there wouldn't be many summers left but they'd always be Sheffield was present and you could always, you'd always know that Sheffield was still here. Yeah. Even if it wasn't, obviously they've got, it was at Ponds Forge, but they had, there was swimmers who would say race on the Saturday and still be there on the Sunday. Like they had everyone there and you, like, they were behind everyone and this was at regionals. So I'd hate to see what it was like from an external point at nationals. Yeah. Um, and that, like, that's, that's a big thing because at Newcastle they failed to like, they tried to bring that in, but no, there were parents who got involved where like, they were like, we need to leave. But like, my big thing is, if I was racing on a Sunday evening and all the rest of the squad had gone home, I wouldn't want to race. Where if I had the rest of the squad sat behind me, I'd want to race fast and that would give me the drive. And that's what I felt Sheffield was always like. And it links back to what Sam said about team first. Like, that's one of Sheffield's big club values, team first. And they'd like, this is what I've learned from it. Like I was never, I'd like to say swimming's a very individual sport, but it's not really. It's a big about the team. Like it's, if you don't have a team. When you're racing, it's an individual sport, but let's be honest, you don't get to the block without your teammates and your coaches. I mean, being honest, I I couldn't do it without my teammates. I think it's, 
just one of those things like having a having a team first value like that makes you want to swim faster like everyone has their days where they turn up to training and you're just like oh down in the mud or whatever but having like teammates there that you can push off each other and coaches there that like drive you and motivate you and get behind you I think that's something that's just second to none I mean I say second to none. I've been at Sheffield my whole life, but I'm telling you, second to none. Um, well, I can, well, I can I can vouch for that, and I've not been I've not been at Sheffield all my life, so like. I think it's it's something that we, we're typically British on. We're very modest about what we're like, and from personal experience, you know, I think it's I think it's really special for me. The highlights for you know the last year was. Uh, the uh, British Champs where we had I think 52, 52 athletes in the British Champs which I think was the largest programme in there but the fact is we were cheering okay you all got beneath the microphones and between uh, be where the cameras were but the reality is we made a noise and I think that's very very key about it and, and to be honest that's probably some experience that you've had in America as well that saying look it is about cheering your, your fellow colleagues on you know, and it's you know it's just great. You know what, and and I think you know when we talk about competitions where we have a where we're having like four and five team steel swimmers in major finals um, in each race. You know, suddenly we we dominate we dominate the program, and I think it's great fun that we don't just see oh it's a group of senior athletes. It's the junior ones coming through. It's all at different levels, so the the consistency is there. And that's another thing I'd like to bring into it. Like what I've just highlighted about everyone staying, like the younger athletes, they're they're advised to stay and watch the senior athletes because at the end of the day, for me, when I became like when I first became a senior athlete, one of my big things is I want to be a, like a role model for the younger athletes, and that's another reason why I went into coaching because I want to be a big role model for them, and having like them being forced, I wouldn't say forced. That's definitely not the right word. Um, <laughs> like them being asked like would you like to stay or even if they just stay without being asked um and just watching like people that so they might not even know who they are um but watching them race and cheering them on and stuff like it, if they see if they cheer someone on and see them swim fast it's going to make them want to swim fast and it's it's what they're going to want to do and that's how having that team behind you and having them role models in the club whether it can be like coaches can be a role model but like athletes and it's just like it's a big it's like I really want to be a role model um, I might not be the fastest swimmer in the world but if I can help someone else swim fast well, that's you, a highlight I think you underestimate your own personal achievements but also the fact is how that has an impression on the guy who comes in at 8 years old because they will look at you and they'll be blown away by your abilities, what you do, what your knowledge is, how passionate you are about it. It's a super muscular physique. <laughs> and and I think it, it's that's something we, we underestimate. I can remember we came here, me and Cole came here for the first session and I was watching um, Richard, Max, yourself, Sam. Get it, I was um, waiting for that. <laughs> um, I can't remember, a few other guys, but they were like monsters walking around this pool. I mean, literally monsters. And Cole's like 15, 16 years old, and you're going, really, you're going to be joining this? You know, he was like, well, Cole, you've got to train hard. He spent all summer preparing to come in the uh, September, you know, training through the summer just to make sure it fit. But these guys, you know, they train so hard and everything, and they really want it. And I think 
what our biggest objective for 2023 is to have our senior athletes as mentors to the junior ones going through you know when they go into the first races when they're at Yorkshire's when they're at regionals when then they make the nationals for for our athletes there and and then the other part behind it is international trips as well because Mike's basically saying I want the up-and-coming stars to have an opportunity to go to international trips and you've seen already this year you know they've been um, you know we've got some guys in Toronto now we've had uh, some guys going into Holland already for the start of the long course season this year and it's really really important that we give every aspect to our students so they can get the the pathway for success but also the experiences you know camps are really important for the students so they can go away I mean probably the highlight for the last few years for yourself Sam was going to Thailand and having a good time etc yeah, out there but it's those bonding experience where you these friends that you create are friends for life and they're not just for you know I would, I would even say it's friends I'd go as far as to say it's family it's yeah. a swimming family it's you see them that much that it's like because I'm obviously at university like the people I swim with I see them more than I see my family now and like it's without them like if university if I didn't have swimming and I didn't have the family that I've got I don't know what I'd be doing at uni I'd probably be sat at home eating takeaways which is obviously definitely not <laughs> yeah. what I want to be doing so yeah uh, that COVID COVID but, but I think, I think that's, that is the point of of our swimming club that you start on this journey and we have got so many options for you to follow it's not even follow you just get sucked into it like it's difficult like, like I said I, I was ready to hang up the goggles and I just got sucked in and I, I've, I can't help myself and uh, now I'm on the podcast it's just the whole ball just gets moving I've said it before and it's, it's just it's, it's like an atmosphere that like everyone wants to join in on um, I feel like I've been banging on about it forever but honestly the atmosphere and environment's just electric you know like, every, everyone wants to be here everyone wants to get behind each other and it's, it's, it's just And I great. think that's, you know, for me, that's where, you know, the fortunate thing is, you know, talented people. This, this club's full of diverse, talented people who can contribute so much to the club. And, you know, you, know, you two guys are doing this podcast. Um, you know, take away from swimming, you're excellent at this. You know, you're amazing presenters for this oh, club John you're making me blush <laughs> stop but, it but the reality behind it is it's all these aspects and there's lots of things that we've got to work on continue work on as far as our business plan for 2032 but there's amazing talented parents swimmers you know the club is it's amazing how many aspects of this club that operates you know from the volunteers are opening up the doors at Tagala through I'd to like to say like the volunteers um so, so when I'm on Jail 3 there's two volunteers Sophie and Sarah that they yes they have their daughters who swim there but this, the work that they do like, and it's volunteering but they, the kids love it and obviously them being there it helps because there's a large number of them so it's also reassuring the other parents that are there that each lane has a coach on it whether they're volunteer assistant coach or head coach they all know the same they all have the same knowledge and it's it's the idea that no swimmer is being left out because there's a lane each for a coach on so nobody's nobody's missing out and that's a big thing about Sheffield like you 
you can't say it, nobody can say it, come to Sheffield and go, I was left out. Everyone, everyone gets involved and it's obviously linking into you wanting the sports science and stuff, interns and having the coach's degree for every squad. And it's obviously it's a good idea because that's what that's what I've lacked. Like I've I was I thought I was knowledgeable on swimming, but there was when I first started getting psychology and physio, like I I was so unaware and uneducated about all this where if it starts at a young age it's so easy and it links into education as well yeah. I mean I, I so I had a meeting with Jack my coach earlier today and um, you know just a general catch up meeting goals whatever um, and one of the things that I kept saying was about um, people coming into the club have a small club mindset and I mean that in the most respectful way which is um they're at a small club and they just work really hard and they've got such a good work ethic that they sometimes forget to focus on, you know, the, the finer details and the important stuff. And it kind of piggybacking back on, on what Kev said there, if, if this gets ingrained at a young age and you've got all the coaches there that we do have, like, it's, it's stuff like, if you're having a bad session, right, there's no way that you, your body's going to suddenly recover mid-session and you're going to start swimming fast, right? There's other one percenters that you can get. There's another two percent that you can get there and it adds up. So if you can, like, take a step back, refocus yourself and say, right, I don't know, my right arm's not catching properly or I'm not getting my feet onto the wall quick enough. That's like, what, 0.1 of a second, 0.2 of a second on a, just on a turn there. Let's say you've got two turns in, in a... I don't know, whatever you're doing. You've got two, three, four turns, right? It adds up. So that, that's then getting up to, to a second there. You're then a second faster on one rep. Automatically at that point, you're already more motivated um, for the rest of the set. And I mean, it, it's those little one percenters that I think Sheffield gets really well. And um, it, if, if that is embedded in at such a young age, I mean, we, we're kind of dejecting from, from the topic here and I've gone off on a tangent, but... I do think it's one of those things that's really important and it's, it's back to that saying you've got to work smarter not harder and that's not me saying don't work hard but it's... I think I, I find that actually quite frustrating at times they say oh don't just work hard you've got to be smart what does that mean? how does that mean? and I, it means, it, I when I say I, I don't mean don't work hard I mean work with a focus so there's always something in mind because like you can always just sit there and go up no, and but down. No, but what I'm saying is, the fact is, you've got to have the coaches. You've got to have the coaches who want to deliver that smart. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, and the fact is, and I, I generally believe that we have a coaching programme that want to give the, best, the, the individual the best chance for success. And you've got to make sure it starts from those guys. You've got to make sure you've got guys who've got energy, they've got enthusiasm, they've got time, they've got that ability where they want to give it, they're not burnt out. And that, how ruthless my role is, is making sure the coaching team are always fresh. They're always ready for it. And we have to support them, we have to guide them, we have to make sure there's another group of people coming who are ready for it. And, uh, and that's a constant challenge. And I think that's part of business model that's actually changed in the club that they, you know, it was before it was a job for life. Well, I'm sorry, but these swimmers don't expect that. They expect somebody who's got the same passion and desire as they have at eight year old every day. And, and that's if, what we're if, gonna if, do. If we're talking about passion, that boy Mike Taylor, he's he's got a lot of passion. A lot of passion. Um, 
I mean, we won't drift. We won't drift too much into that because we're going to have him as a, a special guest on the Sam and Kev. Sorry, the Team Steel podcast. Um, but so, so we'll get into that later on, and, and everyone can, you know, listen to us dissect Mike and and, and Dan Cocking because um, we, we're going to get those on. But I mean, we've been we've been talking on for about a good forty five minutes now, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, and we're just going to go with the final question to the boss, John. What is your favourite takeaway meal? <laughs> Probably my, my son would say it would be a pucker pie, a steak and kidney pucker pie. That's pretty cool. I enjoy that. Well, the business model now is to get sponsored by pucker pie. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure that would go down well with Mike yeah. <laughs> or the nutritionists, but yeah. if we can get a podcast sponsor, that would be great. Good. Um, Good. Thank you. Well, thanks for having us, John. And um, we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. Over and out. Bosh.